One more story on the Chinese uh, restaurant experience I had. This texter said, our family would purposefully go to a specific Chinese restaurant to watch the family go crazy fighting while we ate. Wow. With, like dinner and a free show. Wow. I have seen a number of husband-wife couples that work or own the Chinese restaurant who scream at each other constantly. The gal at our favorite place, uh, we haven't been there in months, but favorite place to carry out, the gal who's usually at the front desk permanently angry. I think that's uh, that's a common characteristic at Chinese restaurants. Mm. Whoever mans the front desk, takes the calls, has the orders, the carryout orders, they're always <laughs> angry. Uh, we just got this text also. Oh, my God, I turned over to NBC. Impeachment is kind of a thing that's sort of happening, I guess. Some old, bald, unhealthy-looking guy in a bad suit looking really serious giving a speech. Mm. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that today. Is all 435 members get a chance to talk? Is that right? And they're expecting six to eight hours of that throughout yeah. the day? Everybody's saying exactly the same thing you've heard before, but now they all get their say. Before I'm in a vote. safe district, I'm uh, like at uh, one of the, the great air and space museums or something like that today. I'm not going to sit there and listen to that crap. Hey, text me when we're voting. I'll be there in half an hour. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we mentioned this earlier, described it a little bit to you, that the, the uh, FISA court... Uh, unleashed an utterly unprecedented blast at the FBI for, they didn't use the term sloppiness. They said systematically withholding information they are bound by the law to provide. Well, and then threatened any, no punishments, just told them, let us know how you're going to fix it. Comey refused to accept either option the other day in his interview with Chris Wallace. He was given the option of, well, they're either incompetent, or they're biased. That's mm-hmm. what the IG said. Right. And Comey doesn't accept either one of those options. Oh, well, uh, I, I, all right. I, I guess I get what you're doing. Uh, he, but... didn't, he did not uh, conclude there was bias. Well, no. He said he couldn't prove it. Oh, man. Nakedly progressive radio this morning. Their head anchor is on the air saying the inspector general report, of course, cleared the FBI of bias. Right. Which which is, that is so patently dishonest. That is stating that every not guilty verdict is an affirmative statement of innocence. That's not the way our system works. You, this, you people, you lying this scum. Is, this is the worst case of journalism that has ever occurred, as Charlie Cook said. That's the Last Monday was the worst day of journalism in our nation's history, and it continues with, with statements yeah. like Joe just said. And <clears throat> there is a possibility, in my mind, that it wasn't biased against Trump, that the bias was toward, I'm the man and I get to do whatever I want. Or, I worry about that bias a lot. They just feel like they're above, they actually feel like they're above the law. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. We're okay because we're the top dogs. We're okay making the decision of who we spy on. We won't abuse it. Because these are bad guys. We can tell they're bad guys. Yeah, there's all sorts of exculpatory evidence here that would weaken our case. We're going to leave that out because that might interfere with us getting bad guys. I think the bias might just be power. And not specifically sure. against Trump, but it's still it's hard to say. But it's but but the idea that it was sloppiness—you didn't just sloppily do things that allowed you to get to FISA warrant. Oh, I forgot the exculpatory evidence. No, that's not what happened. I took out the paragraph that would have meant we wouldn't have gotten the warrant. Right. I did that by accident. Yeah, dang it. I knew I was forgetting something. You ever have that feeling? <laughs> I knew I was forgetting something. Turns out I was forgetting that Carter Page was in contact with the CIA. Oh, and I forgot my briefcase. Yeah, for God's sake. So anyway, the FISA court. 
just completely blasted him. So uh, one of our beloved listeners, JT, has been, and, and I don't know if JT is like one of those people who sleeps two hours a night or is retired or just really enthusiastic, but he has, for the second time, unleashed a carefully constructed and documented links and everything undressing of James Comey as a, as he calls him, a dirty, rotten liar. <laughs> dirty, rotten liar. And uh, he points out, Comey tried to claim he's seven layers above where the real investigations take place. He's just a figurehead signing, swearing to their work without any verification. Is You can't, as the director of uh, an organization of 38,000 people, being be in charge of an investigation, he said to Chris Wallace. It doesn't work that way. He used in his condescending. You're like talking to a child. Right. Uh, JT points out Comey bragged about being so on top of the secret Trump investigation that he personally recommended that agents pretend to talk to General Flynn without telling Flynn he was under investigation. Right. He has bragged about that. He personally chose not to warn the Trump campaign or the Trump transition team or the Trump administration later that they might have a Russian infiltrator in their midst. Clearly, this was not handled seven layers below him. Contrary to Comey's claim that that's the way it works, is to let the field agents do the work, Comey personally pulled the investigation from the field into his D.C. office to oversee the investigation. Point four, during the Trump presidential transition, Comey was personally and actively taking part in the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. He would literally meet with Trump, then leave the meeting to get in a car and instantly write up notes about the meeting. Right, that's true. And he has that, uh, that link as well. Um a week after Trump was inaugurated, Comey told Trump, I don't do sneaky things. I don't leak. I don't do weasel moves. All three of those statements turned out to be lies. In fact, he was in the middle of doing all three. He was sneakily investigating Trump while denying he was doing so. He was actively leaking privileged meetings and conversations without Trump's knowledge. And he was telling Trump about the Steele dossier just so he could then tell Brennan that he told Trump about it so that it would be news and could be the basis for publishing the garbage steel dossier. Sneaky leaks and weasel moves. If if you don't remember that, everybody who had the steel dossier recognized it as unpublishable unpublishable garbage. Keep in mind, by the standards of these days, it uh, where they'll print any leak and 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 turn out to be wildly wrong and never apologize at the the WAPO, the New York Times, NBC, whatever. By today's standards, all of these uh, publications said we can't we can't publish this Steele dossier stuff. We'd have no credibility if we published this. Right, exactly. The Washington Post said that. Right, all the publications did. Everybody passed on. Right, it. right. But. When Comey briefed Trump on it, then leaked that he had briefed Trump on it. Oh, that's a news story. They had a a pretext. The director of the FBI went to the White House to brief the president on this controversial document. And that's how the, the... uh, the reprehensible Steele dossier came to all of our attention. And remember... And Comey did that. Remember, Adam Schiff read the entire Steele dossier in one of the hearings to get it into the court record. Right. Ha- and he had to know all this stuff, too. Yeah, the too. congressional record, yeah. He had to know all this stuff, too, that it was complete crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, I-, I hope Comey gets his comeuppance at some point. His smugness really bothers me. Oh, I mean, yeah. it doesn't really matter anymore. He's off the world stage, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, yeah, but, I want the FBI reform. That's the going forward. That's the part that could actually damage. <laughs> but his smugness, I, I actually have you know vengeful thoughts about him now. He just is so annoying, and he may have tripped himself up with all these different interviews. Like we've got the we'll play play the clip we've been playing all morning long because we haven't played it for an hour. We should play it again because this is really a good one. He's right. I was wrong. I was overconfident in the procedures that the FBI and Justice had built over 20 years. I thought they were robust enough. It's incredibly hard to get a FISA. I was overconfident in those. In fact, it's not been real hard, as Comey suggests, to get a FISA warrant. The government made 1,081 FISA surveillance requests in 2018. The court rejected only one of them. That's an approval rate of well over 99%. So it's incredibly easy to get a FISA because... Well, not only the percentage, but don't let that number pass you by. Almost 1,100 in a single year. It's incredibly hard to get a FISA. So that's just an out-and-out <laughs> lie. They, the FISA uh, document counts on the FBI, to be honest. And yeah. they'd assumed the FBI was being honest. So the FBI was jobbing the court. And Comey is lying about it. But the, the where he may have tripped himself up is he thinks he's so smart. And he can spin all this stuff. And he is as good at it as anybody I've ever heard in my life. Oh, yeah. Did you know all of this? All of what? All of what? But he's gone all these shows. He's done all these interviews. And now he's out there. And we're doing stuff like this. Where you play the clip and say, okay, here's the facts. Right. And that new report's about to come out which is going to have even more of that stuff, and he's given these long interviews with Chris Wallace and other people, and they're going to compare and contrast. Right. This is what you said. These are the facts. He, yeah. may, he may trip himself up with all these interviews he's doing. In case all, of what? All, all of what? All of what? All the stuff we've been talking about for 15 minutes. <laughs> Just in case you're tuning in, we were talking about the unprecedented, firm-handed spanking that the FISA court itself gave to the FBI. They put out this unprecedented letter. Um, they make it clear the FBI is obligated by the law, and they and they sign an oath when they submit this stuff that they are submitting all of the information that they have on a subject, all of it, not just the stuff that sounds jazzy and makes them look guilty. And, and again, I am uh, I'm, I'm highly discouraged. Well, I'm somewhat discouraged. I'm cynical enough that I'll get past it, but. The, the the court itself doesn't recommend any sanction. They just said, "Listen, FBI Justice Department, you gotta you gotta let us know by January the tenth how you're gonna fix this." Now it could be if they don't or, or don't do it adequately, there will be a sanction. But there is absolutely zero chance that Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, and company are going to um, say, "Listen, we're the Congress of the United States. We passed this law." to protect the American people. It turns out it's being abused. Uh, we're going to take this up, and, and we're sorry. Uh, we'll do something about it. I have no faith whatsoever in politicians' uh, intention uh, to do the right thing. So I have a feeling the, who knows, three to 5,000 times the FBI played fast and loose with the law, it will go unpunished. Yeah, I think it will. Which is really troubling. Meanwhile, again, just... and I have I have great respect for the FBI as an institution because of all the FBI agents I know who are the most buttoned up, hardworking people I've ever met in my life, with the exception of a handful of Marines. Um, the the rank and file people are are ass kickers, and they believe in justice, and they're protecting you from gangs and drug cartels and financial crimes and all sorts of stuff and terrorism, and they do a hell of a good job. Well, whoever these people were at the top, they weren't buttoned up. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely true. I can't remember what point I was going to make, but oh, um, the fact that if I forget with my freaking memory, this is so likely. If I forget something when they're grilling me, and they portray it as a lie, I could spend my entire retirement Doesn't savings. Doesn't have to be a lie; it just has to be a false statement. Well, so that, what you said was wrong, right? Because I don't remember. I don't right. remember what I had for breakfast. Um, I could spend my entire retirement savings and spend time in jail for making that mistake with them. But when they systematically abuse the rights of Americans, the FISA court says, hey, hey, cut it out. That's galling, man. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Uh, It's also galling that omnibus omnibus bill that they passed this week. We should talk more about that later. Minimum wage is going to be strangling a lot of uh, restaurants and businesses across country as new laws hit on January 1st. Oh, and we got a joke robot. We got a new joke robot we want to try. We do? Holiday joke bot. Is this the artificial intelligence I've been hearing about? Yes, you're going to be really impressed by it. (laughs) All that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Why didn't the gingerbread man leave his own house? He was too baked. So that's the new holiday joke bot. Mm. It's a joke robot analyze, uh, utilizing the latest artificial intelligence. Why did too the, baked? The, why did the gingerbread man? Why, why didn't? Why? Why didn't the gingerbread man leave his own house? He was too baked. Does he actually make the drum sound? Oh, yeah, he's yeah multifaceted gifted, gifted musician. Yeah. Yeah. What do you call a guy who claps too much at Christmas? Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus. I might tell that one to my kids. It's an eight-year-old joke. Here you go. I can't stop thinking about Christmas when I was a kid. I'm getting sentimental. Oof. Oof. Can you stop that, please? I'm trying to turn him off. Why did Santa's helper get depressed? He had low elf esteem. (laughs) I like how he mixes up his rim shots, though. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Hold on. Let me see if I unplug it. I can always tell when Santa walks into a room. I can feel his presence. You know, it's the latest artificial intelligence. You'd expect it to be good. Does the robot work blue? <laughs> I'm less afraid of robots taking over the earth than I used to be. Yeah, exactly. I think I can handle you. Um, here's the funniest thing about impeachment that's going on right now. Nancy Pelosi and many of the other Dems are wearing all black because this is such a solemn day. That's the funniest thing that's going on with impeachment. <laughs> Oh, my God, that's precious. I know. That is so great. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. We ought to... They're trying so hard to pretend they're not clicking their heels with glee at the opportunity to, yeah. to kick Trump. This yeah. is just... It's a sad day. I wish I didn't have to do it. I mean, that's a national nightmare is upon us. That's we, right. It's a national nightmare. We featured the Trump letter to Nancy Pelosi earlier in the show. We probably ought to get back to that at some point, but... Yeah, this is that wearing black is straight out of this. Um, Trump writes, uh, even worse than offending the founding fathers, you are offending Americans of faith by continually saying, quote, I pray for the president when you know this statement is not true unless it's meant in a negative sense. It's a terrible thing you're doing, but you'll have to live with it. Not I. 
Um, I don't want to go down the impeachment road more. I had more on impeachment, but that's probably enough of that. Well, they're they're debating it for hours and hours. Wait a minute. They're having some sort of other preliminary vote on ordering the previous question, whatever that means. All right. Wake me when it's over. Exactly. And then they're going to vote tonight. And then uh, when we all come back to real life in January, that's when the Senate does its thing, right? And so we got that break in between of uh, several weeks where nothing will be happening. Which is good because we won't be here, right? But uh, nothing will be going on. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, I was having a conversation with my wife and daughter in our kitchen the other day. You ever have one of those conversations where you realize the other two people are in on something, and oh, yeah. they just they start smiling more right. and looking oh, yeah. at each other, yeah. glancing. They got a twinkle in their eye. And yeah. The rest of we it. don't know if you got something on your face or somebody's crawling up behind you. Or... Finally, they just start laughing, and. Uh, I realized I'd been standing there chatting with them for a good solid 10 minutes and hadn't noticed that they had purchased, installed, and plugged in a sparkling Christmas narwhal <laughs> next a, to our fireplace. What's a narwhal? That's the uh, behorned whale oh. with the big tusk coming out of it. Oh, really? Yes, a Christmas narwhal. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Is it? Oh. I don't know. Narwhal Christmas? I don't know. They they live in northern climes like Santa Claus. What's uh, the tie-in? So they were waiting for you to notice the great new Christmas present. The sparkling Christmas uh, narwhal. Yeah. But <laughs> which, I didn't. I didn't have my glasses on. I just saw something glowing. Which will be a new family tradition. And that didn't draw your, your right. inquisitive gaze a little bit? <laughs> not There's really. some, there, there wasn't something there glowing yesterday. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> I'm not very observant. Marshall's News next. So alert listener Jim jotted us the following note about the FISA court blasting the FBI. He points out in the letter slapping down the FBI, the FISA court asked something like, how can we trust other applications for warrants, given the abuses in this application? Which is a great question. Jim points out there are two answers, and one is worse than the other. One, you can't trust our other application applications because errors, deliberate deception, altering email evidence, and holding back exculpatory evidence is common in our applications. Or the other possible answer is you can trust our other applications because all those things I mentioned only happen during the investigation of the Trump campaign. Now, I to... don't see any spin where the FBI looks good in this process. No, and you can only choose those two, according, uh, despite what James Comey seems to claim. Those are your only two options. Right. When law enforcement violates the law, frequently they're told to cut it out. Normal citizens violate the law, we get hammered. Not not cool. Do you know the Far Side cartoon is coming back? Do you like the Far Side? We love the Far Side in my family. Some of the great art of the 20th century. That and other things on the way right now. News with Marsha Phillips. Well, the House historic session to impeach President Trump lurches on... Members now taking yet another vote, a procedural vote this time, to approve the rules governing the debate, which means another 15-minute break. All right. That's going to be followed by hours of final debate, and since all 535 members of the House will speak, this session could go on for at least another eight hours. Yeah, it's going to happen in the dark <laughs> in in, uh, in D.C. tonight, and I'll be looking for an alert on my phone because I want to watch the voting because I want to see how many Democrats peel off. That's the only drama here. Nope, nobody is claiming there's any danger of it not passing that I've seen. The uh, the grass doesn't really grow this time of year, so I'll be watching paint dry <laughs> instead of this. 
Meanwhile, the president's going to be holding a campaign rally today in Battle Creek, Michigan. The Merry Christmas rally at the Kellogg Arena expected to be rocking. Russia's chief military official says that NATO's exercises near Russia's borders reflect the alliance's preparations for a large-scale military conflict. Right. He's saying NATO's activities have heightened tensions and reduced security along the Russian border. In his comments, he said, Western pressure uh, pressure rather on Russia could trigger crisis situations that may spin out of control and trigger a military conflict. Quit buzzing our jets, then. Please, shut up, Ivan. Have a shot of vodka. Meanwhile, an unsafe Russian spy ship spotted near the East Coast Tuesday afternoon appears to have moved away from U.S. shores and now is heading toward the Bahamas. That's what the U.S. defense officials are telling Fox News. The Coast Guard in Charleston, South Carolina, issued a warning to boaters over the weekend about the spy ship, but the Russian vessel has again moved south since that safety bulletin was released. I think the safety bulletin ought to say, hey, every pleasure boater shrimp trawler and fisherman go harass that boat right go surround it so it can't surveil anything right chuck stuff at them if you want (laughs) the u.s has failed to reach an agreement with south korea on the cost of keeping u.s troops in that country the existing deal between the two countries expires december 31st the negotiations that ended today were the last talk scheduled this year South Korean lawmakers have said Washington wants up to $5 billion a year for the U.S. to keep some 26,000 troops in the country. That is apparently an amount of money South Koreans do not wish to pay. Now, getting into listicles for this holiday season, it looks like Santa will likely be delivering a lot of Nerf guns this Christmas. Oh, boy, yeah, we got them coming to our house, and we've, God, we've, we've probably More got... More militarization. We probably have 15 Nerf guns already. I'm guessing it's wow. an arsenal, and we got more coming because they. What keep... are you going to have a Nerf war with the neighbors? <laughs> they... Nerf prepper. They. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. They keep. Uh, they keep coming out with newer, cooler ones, and right. they are militaristic looking, and they shoot so hard. Oh boy, that's. I, I'm. I'm amazed there haven't been more uh, blindings. There have been a couple across this land, but. We we make mandatory you got to have the safety glasses on because you get hit in the face. Right. Henry got hit in the face the other day. He had a giant welt on his face. If that was in your eye. You'd be blind. Wow! Right? I mean, those things shoot hard. Wow! Yeah. Well, Nerf guns the most popular toy in the nation. You got an online review website that mapped out the favorites. Nerf gun led the way. The second place toy is more high tech. It's the Nintendo Switch. That came in second place. Oh, we're place. getting that. Well, bar, aren't we just... Uh, so the, you can shoot people in video games. <laughs> typical family of America. We're doing both of those. Right. And the next... Here's th- my hint. If you ever end up in a Nerf gun war, yep. if you're ever at somebody's house and right. somebody wants to do it, you're going to think you want to get the big, cool-looking gun. No. The little tiny ones are the ones that shoot the hardest. Oh. The one bullet, one fire. Really? That's the one that will leave a welt. Wow. Well, can you reload quickly enough? That is a bit of a problem, yeah. but uh, you can act, you can do more damage. With the smaller gun, you're mo- more agile. You can kind of find cover as you need to reload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. They don't jam as easily. Mm. And the next most favorite toy in America for Christmas these days, Play-Doh. Hey, you know, I'm sorry. I just had a, a thought. And, and we've talked to Second Amendment advocates about this a lot. Yeah. A lot of you are always angry 
And if somebody makes any mistake talking about guns, you just blast, no pun intended, so angrily, instead of reaching out a hand and saying, uh, hate to correct you on this, but to keep this in mind, you know, just uh, for some reason, and we're big Second Amendment advocates, too. I wonder if we're going to get any angry texts. You two idiots don't know anything about Nerf guns. <laughs> Henry has one that's got a... Why don't a, you do a little research before you spout off? Henry's got one that's got a magazine, a big round drum right. magazine that holds a hundred Nerf bullets. Wow, a, a Gatling Nerf gun. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I gotta admit, does it have a crank to fire it? You, you cock and shoot like a shotgun. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, I gotta admit, it is it is weird sometimes, based on what's in the news, to be running around with a gun trying to shoot a child who's trying to hide from you. Yeah, it's it, it's impossible to to not have that pop into your head. It's got an oogie feel to it. Yeah. It really does. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they're as popular as they are, though I've, I've not heard any pushback on that at all. Right. And they look, I mean, they make them look like AR-15s mm-hmm. or AK-47s. They, yeah. they look like military weapons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of military weapons, uh, apropos of very little, the anniversary of the Battle of the Bulge was uh, yesterday, it was this week. Um, it's a multi-day battle, so yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and, and I was reminded of the the horror and brutality of it and war in general. 19,000 Americans died in that battle. Wow. Freezing, sub-freezing temperatures in the woods. They'd been there forever, thought they were leaving. The Germans attacked. The battle went on for days and days and days. Um, and, you know, I don't want to engage in cliches, honestly, but the the whole i'm such a withering hothouse flower trigger warning culture of today it's just astonishing to think okay that's the same breed of animal those guys in those woods on both sides i mean the germans were just doing what they were ordered to do honestly um the fact that they're the same species of humans that pretends to be terrified because a conservative is speaking a mile and a half over there across campus. I mean, it's just, it's hard to believe it's the same animal. Wow, just that battle took five weeks. Is that right? The the dates on the on Wikipedia from December sixteenth to January twenty fifth. That sounds about right. Yeah. That was one of the big battles of the entire war. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, brutal too, brutal, nonstop shelling, 24 hours a day. The most important thing that happened in government this week was the new spending bill that got passed. Oh, no, 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 no. It's impeachment of Trump, which historians won't bother to teach it next month. Well, nobody will pay any attention to this giant spending bill that got passed. That's a good point. How did you go broke? Slowly, then suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, some details on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. fans are already lined up even though the new movie doesn't come out till thursday there's one guy in line who's like is this all for wetzel's pretzels because it seems excessive (laughs) (laughs) oh a mall pretzel i have not indulged myself in many moons um nor the cinnabon 
God, we were at I'm the mall. I'm a disciplined man. When we went to build a bear the other day at the mall, we smelled Cinnabon and almost, uh, it oh. smelled so good. I wanted Please. to, but I didn't. Please. Um, so the Star Wars movie, Sean's going to see it tomorrow night at the same time the debate's going on. Because you can't get a ticket, right? It's probably so. Like when I bought my ticket a week ago, I had, I had to go to my fourth screening, and at that one, I found two seats available, and oh, they weren't boy. next to each okay, other. Okay. Yeah. So, so here's my opinion. See if you agree or not. In the past debates, Sean has come into the studio, watched the debate, and cut up sound throughout the debate. The most recent debate, it turned out to be mostly a waste of time because nothing interesting was said of any kind. And I think Sean is better served in his own personal life and for the show to go to the Star Wars movie than to sit here and watch I the agree with the gentleman from Kansas. <laughs> I have no problem with that assessment. Um, I read this uh, review of the debate. Perhaps Perez, that's the guy who runs the DNC, can fix his party's boring, pointless debates. If recent trends hold, Thursday's TV audience will shrink again, nobody will win or lose, and there will be no campaign consequences. Huh. Yeah, that's the problem. The polls haven't moved tall. What polls? And this will be debate hours 17 and 18, I think, so far. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, go to Star Wars, enjoy it, and that's that. So, a reading from the Dispatch, which is a publication I like about politics, and they wanted to remind everybody, since it didn't get a lot of attention, Tuesday brought in another important story, since everybody was talking about impeachment, Equally troubling example of current dysfunction in D.C. when the House revealed and summarily passed an enormous government spending package. Two monstrous bills, 2,300 pages to the tune of $1.4 trillion. Wow. Less than 24 hours after lawmakers first got a chance to read it. And it's how long? 2,300 pages? And I got to believe that's 20, that each page, if you actually were trying to look into it, would require a week. Yeah. And a number of experts. And jammed full of acronyms and, you know, government programs, the uh, NSC33 program. The Senate is expected to matador it through, and Trump is expected to sign it in plenty of time to avoid another government shutdown. The president will likely do this despite his pledge in March of 2018, I remember talking about this at the time, to never sign another bill like the $1.3 trillion omnibus bill that Congress had given him at that time. Remember, he signed and he said, look, this is the last time I'm doing this. No more of this. A giant bill shows up for a gazillion dollars. We don't talk about it and we sign it just so we don't shut down the government. Well, turns out we did do it again. Turns out the only real non-negotiable is Congress gets to take your money by force, then squander it. More from uh, the dispatch on this. You get a wad of cash. You get a wad of cash. Like all good Frankenstein omnibus bills, this package has plenty in it to make anyone mad. For liberals, there's the way it declines to touch the national emergency Trump declared on the U.S.-Mexico border last spring, a measure to restrict Trump's ability to shift money to wall construction from funds allocated for other purposes didn't make it into the final bill. So that shows you how cynical and phony the left is oh. in that, well, the wall, the money, the mover, you can't do that. No, it didn't, didn't matter at all when it came down to, we'll let you pass a bunch of stuff you want if you let us keep that in. Oh, okay. If we get to spend recklessly, then yeah, go ahead. Move money over to the wall or mm. uh, make it a national emergency, even though we declared it unconstitutional. And go ahead. If we get to spend whatever we want. For conservatives, there's the millions of new funding for federal research on gun violence. The not at all budget related measure to raise the minimum wage to purpose to purchase tobacco from 18 to 21. And lest we forget the eye popping price tag that used to be the sort of thing that Republicans cared about. This one was different. 
than from the last few years because they just didn't seem to say no to anything, said Brandon Buck, former counselor to then-House Speaker Paul Ryan, and told the dispatch. There were, over the last few years, all kinds of times when people would come in to ask for some of the very same things that are included in this legislation, and we would just say no because we didn't want it to be loaded up like this. But nobody said no to anything this time around. Wow. So by the standards of, you know, five years ago, we've gone crazy. Yeah. Spending. By the standard of this can't continue, we're ruining the country, um, uh, it's the biggest threat to our country, according to... Chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, by that standard, it's significantly worse. Again, what, what, what can you do but throw up your hands, honestly? Oh, that's what everybody people down at Christmas time. Go have fun with your friends. That's Eat, what everybody's drink, doing. Merry. That's what everybody's doing. Yeah. He also railed against the way the package <laughs> put a tiny group of leadership negotiators in charge of making sweeping changes to federal law, and noted that states abandon all principles of federalism for debt-funded pork. So, at all levels, the federal government forces the states to do things that they would have in the past fought, but now they say, "Yeah, that's not really cool that you're you're making the decisions for us here in Alabama or California or wherever, but." If we're going to get all this stuff that you just promised, yeah, hey, go ahead. Wow. We used to at least have a fight over it. Now we don't even have a fight. Hell, we don't even have a vote. That's extraordinary. Yep. So the federal government just gets bigger and bigger and more and more powerful and directly takes money away from your local and state government and takes away their power and ability to manage themselves and decide what's best for your state. It's just, it's, uh, God dang it. Guy from the Cato Institute said, not just entitlement spending, but discretionary spending is also essentially on autopilot. The guy who used to live in OJ's pool house has his own institute now? He does. Yeah, he does. Congress Congress doesn't scrutinize programs and trim those that are obsolete or lower priority. Congress spends no time pruning the budget, just battling over which programs to increase the most. And then the final conclusion on this, it's hard, from the dispatch. It's hard to pinpoint exactly what led us to this point. The buildup of partisan rancor raising the opportunity cost of each piece of legislation until must pass bills become the only bills passed. A breakdown of lawmakers' ability to make real compromises. The intoxicating allure of playing with monopoly money. The eagerness to provide campaign friendly goodies today while postponing payment for them indefinitely. But here's the depressing bottom line. Yes. The system is broken beyond all reason, and it doesn't appear there's much of a chance of fixing it anytime soon. You know, we have been claiming for a very long time around here, uh, to no good, apparently, to no uh, avail, that the great animating contest of our time should be P, not R versus D, but P versus G, the people versus the government, the interests of the citizens of the country versus the interests of the government, which has now become so enormous, it is its own most powerful lobbyist. Take a moment to contemplate that. But... Uh, uh. I just, well, I just, I don't think anybody cares, and I think the main reason is those in government, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, and Mitch McConnell, and 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 uh, Kevin McCarthy, believe me when I tell you, they're all in on this. If they can keep y'all pitted against each other over the R versus D thing, you'll never challenge them on what they do. Because you're utterly convinced if we can vanquish those damn Democrats... And get power in a the house, then it'll be tall clover, man. And it goes back and forth and back and forth, and, and they just keep spending more and more and enriching themselves and empowering themselves. So it's like um, it's like when law breaks down, um, like when people are looting. There have been all kinds of studies on this. Um, 
you might be a law-abiding citizen. Well, the looting is bad. You know, the store yeah. owner has a cost, and it's, it's against the law, and mothers and we can't do that. But if everybody else is taking stuff, at some point you say, well, nobody's stopping this. Nobody's going to do anything about it. Nobody's going to pay a price for it. I would be stupid at this point not to take a TV, just like everybody else is doing. Right. It has become, to use the cliche, the new normal. Yeah, and, and that's what is happening in Congress. Even the people who, who used to fight and fight and fight are saying, everybody's getting what they want. Nobody's going to stop it anytime soon. And uh, importantly, I will get no credit for resisting it. It won't do any good. Right. I might as well get some for my constituents. Yeah. In yeah. fact, in fact, and you can easily make this argument, if it's going to be the way it is right now, I'm a bad congressperson if I don't get a chunk for my people. Right. That makes me bad. You could make that argument, certainly. Yeah. yeah. And listen, we don't want to bring people down. Honest to goodness, I really don't. I just, I, I don't, I, it will be the doom of this unbelievable experiment in self-government that is the United States of America. It is the only disease that can kill us. And I don't know, maybe I'm an idiot or naive or a, a patriot or all of the above or something. I just can't sit silently as it happens. And if it's off-putting and you want to tune out, I apologize for that. It's uh, it's something, though. <clears throat> it is something. Man, no, I'd like nobody to cares anymore. reanimate the Founding Fathers and furnish them machine guns. Or maybe just a soapbox. So you're going to have the... Z- yeah, how about a Twitter account first? So you're going to have the... <laughs> so you're yeah. So you're going to have zombie patriots with yes. machine guns. Yeah, it's kind and of... And who a, are they going to shoot? It's kind of a... Uh, I haven't finished the script yet. <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of a walking dead meets Mr. Smith goes to Washington idea. I am. Spielberg is attached. The good news is Nicolas Cage already agreed. 